Welcome to Cousins Podcast, where two middle-aged first cousins discuss everything from drugs to docs. We're the mullet of podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Okay, welcome to the podcast, Joe. Where, where are you? I am in sunny Orlando. Ah, you're in Orlando. We find you yes. there twice in a row now. That seems I know. kind of unlikely. It does seem a little bit crazy to that I've, I've never, I don't think I've stayed in this one place this long for years. Yeah. Yeah. What's happening? I don't know. I think it's just, you know, Christmas and I'm, I'm going to San Francisco next week. Okay, good. Well, that at least solves all of our problems. It does. It solves it all. Solves every one of them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's nothing like a little San Francisco dream too. I mean, I do love San Francisco a lot. I miss you being in San Francisco because I can't just, I feel like I can't access you as easily because you're not on the same, in the same time zone with me. Yeah, it is true. I know. Time to, why do we even need these? Jeez. Can't we just get away with them? Just do away with them? Is there, I mean, I feel like there's something to do with the sun. What are your thoughts? <laughs> but I mean, can't we just get the sun to cooperate? I know. Because you know, I, I don't know what we're exactly asking. I don't either. Have you seen that one YouTube where the guy asks his girlfriend questions? Like he asks questions like, if you were going to get a pizza and you were, would you want them to cut it up in 12 slices or three slices? And she's like, well, three slices. And she goes, cause I can't eat 12 slices. So <laughs> that that's, <laughs> and then you go, well, but it's the same size as the pizza. And she goes, no, you're so stupid. No one can eat 12 slices of the pizza. I can only eat three. And so he's like, but it's, it's the size, right? So I feel like that sun thing about the time was, I was kind of in that same vein around trying to change the time zones i was like the pizza <laughs> so the math the math does correlate exactly like we've got this earth and we have to cut it up into 12 pieces or three pieces i got you and in the united states we successful with our three pieces which is probably why our ass is so big because we justify we've really only eaten three pieces of pizza yeah. when really yeah we've eaten we've consumed the same i know that's why i have a couple little australian kids in my class and yesterday we were talking about consumerism for some reason we're making advertisement advertising we're making posters and they all have to develop a a product and i had said something about you know large americans or whatever and he's like yeah it's true he goes did you know that in australia a diet Coke, well, not a diet Coke. Let's get real. A full sugar Coke costs $2.95, and you can get it for 88 cents in the United States. <laughs> not only can you get it for 88 cents, you can get the one that's like 64 ounces or something crazy. <laughs> right. And I thought, <laughs> what a cool observation. This kid is in sixth grade, and he is aware that Americans just consume way more than their fair share and not to be down on America. God bless us. Cause we're in our struggle bus right now, but at the same time, I don't hand out blessings. And so all of that, that I just said are only because at some point, somebody that wants to be involved with our blessing probably will be like, well, why are they being so negative about America? Not negative, just real. 
Yeah, I mean, it is, we all know that even as Americans, you know, we our portion sizes, our car sizes, our house sizes. Everything's bigger. <laughs> All right. Well, today on the podcast, I want to talk about something that's so near and dear to both of our hearts. We both absolutely love a little online personality quiz. We love a horoscope, good tarot card reading, a good psychic encounter. And we've sought this out a lot in our life. And I wanted to start when you lived in Bend. And for those of the that you that don't know bend is a resort town in central oregon and it's a it's a lovely place a lot of people are gravitating there now especially because of the climate in portland and but at the time i felt like you and i were the only absolutely cool people there so we We, uh, definitely it definitely was just just us yeah yeah you lived in Ben. So you had this group of friends and somehow they knew this woman and she would literally show up at this specific bar at this specific time. And we'd all try to like get in to her sort of reservation list, like waiting in line. Yes. And what was her name and how did you go about that? And how was this taken? Uh, I don't even know. I I can't remember. I cannot remember her name. I think her name was like Trixie. Susan or something but well anyway so how do we we know this p- person because of Sonia right or, or no. no actually actually this is a random thing I think uh I we she would go around to this little wine bar that we used to go to and she just happened to be in there one day and um it's this was right after I had lost that my job that I loved so much yes. and I was I was in horrible morning over it because it was it was like losing a, a relationship right and I was just devastated over it yes and I was all pouty and whiny and this and she happened to be in this bar and we just connected weren't you there on that one were you there not quite I I I, I was coming down the next day because I specifically remembered this yes. I remembered that you were in this t- I was coming to see you the next day and I remember there was this panic and I mean I feel like we were all kind of mourning this loss. And what was interesting is, is that I had said to you, somehow we're going to figure out the universe is coming for you. And I remember you're like, you're never going to believe this woman that I ran into last night. So anyway, continue. Yes. And so she did. She just, you know, and it's one of those things where in my experience, when you get a tarot card reading in our experience, we, we, as you said, we've done this, you know, that's not some huge revelations. They're usually typically things that you already know, but it, it does help you in some way, like, cause it reaffirmed whatever thing that you needed to hear at the exact time you needed to hear it. And it, it you know, it does, it does kind of do that over and over. And that's kind of what she did for me. She just, she just kind of launched into and the way it was so funny is because she does this whole reading and she, she's just like, and I don't know her at all. And I don't say anything. I don't tell her about losing my job. I don't tell her anything and we were kind of laughing and smiling at the time uh even though I was really sad inside we were we were you know we were having a good time and so she came up and just kind of said hey you know started talking to us I said yeah sure go ahead I'd love to have a reading didn't tell her anything and then she did this really remarkable reading and she just you know she's basically like I see that you're going through something and you know I just want to let you know there's light at the end of the tunnel some really great things are coming your way and you're a really great person. I can see you're kind, you're empathetic, you know, and she just was like laying it on. She was like, and I'm just like glowing, you know, with this huge oh thing. God. It was so amazing. Mm. And then she turns over to the friend that starts with a K 
And she looks up and she goes, want to do what you're reading? And then she immediately goes, ooh, yeah, no, you're not, you're, you've got some problems. You're not, and she goes, I don't want to say it. I don't want to be negative, but you know, you're kind of not a very nice person, are you? You might need to work on your skills. <laughs> I felt so bad because here I was just like, oh, you're a wonderful person, blah, blah, blah. And then she just turns over and immediately goes, ooh, yeah, no. So that's so good well what i do love about that is is that that particular person that we're talking about well i remember a conversation i had with her where she told me and this is not me making fun of her and no. you know like i say you're you're welcome in my life anytime i just think that at some point we just kind of wore her out so she just it's sort of like you know everybody i guess they get worn out of us and they just they just decide to leave us but they can't some people just <laughs> can't we leave. Have to stick together <laughs> right some people can't leave with dignity they have to go out and make us bad Pisses did you me just off. say dignity did you dignity. say dignity dignity <laughs> she did leave with dignity That's she our new totally word, dictiny. We yes. gotta put that. That's one of our T-shirts. That needs a sound effect. Dictiny, dictiny. Well, <laughs> I. Anyway, so I remember well, that well, person. <laughs> that's the well, that's the sound. <laughs> that sounds like Brian Cooper. Well. <laughs> and the that. dictiny, the dictiny. I remember that person this time when she had this psychic uh, presence around her grandmother and oh I, yeah yes and it was kind that. of a cool story and that's that I remember, was a cool story mm -hmm. and it was kind of felt real like this or the there's always a rocking chair involved and there's whenever <laughs> we have a grandmother a psychic moment there's always a rocking chair involved and <laughs> muffins probably and i do wish i had a muffin did, I only did one tarot card reading with her. I uh -huh. absolutely remember nothing about it. We were probably, yeah. we were in a bar. It was late at night. And I remember she kind of got snippy with Sonia too, because well. Sonia was trying to, I don't know if Sonia was trying to say something and she was kind of being a little crazy with her. So it's funny, these tarot card readers, I'm just like, they're very <laughs> sensitive. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I just gave you 40 bucks to tell me shit I already know about myself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Could you I calm down? Yeah. A lot of That's dignity. Cool. A lot of dignity. So then one other time, well, many other times, but one other time in Portland, I remember we were at the, it was a Saturday market that's a big market in Portland. It's kind of a craft and arts fair that happens every Saturday. There was a building above it that always had this big giant psychic reading sign. So you and I can remember this very specifically. This was kind of like the weirdest thing. We went up these weird stairs. There was this big open space that used to have a bunch of vendors in it. And the only vendor that was left with this crazy psychic reading guy. And I don't really know if he was reading our hands or if there was tarot cards involved, but it was kind of the same thing. He kind of like looked at us and was like, um, yeah, no, looking at us like, I think he said to me, well, you're too eager for something positive. And then he might have looked at you and said, like, you're too positive to get something beneficial. Whatever the story was, we both I felt like I came out of there feeling like, oh, my gosh, I I can't even like get a psychic reading right i can't remember the details but i remember the very creepy space and like mm -hmm. here's the thing here we are we're probably in our 30s or maybe a little bit older but you know we're two women wandering around some crazy warehouse 
And I, I thought to myself after we leave there, like, how eager are we to get, you know, information from psych psychic beyond? And then, of course, from then on out, it was like, now all we're going to be doing is hitting these online personality quizzes because we can't <laughs> be. But yes, I'm so glad you bring this up because I was thinking about this and I, I thought about this over the years because that was we were we were probably we were in our 30s, I think. So, yeah, and, but. I don't know if you remember this, but he told me, because one of the things I had asked him about was something around love, you know, when am I yes. going to find my love of my life? And, you know, I've had many loves over the, since that time, <laughs> but he told me I was going to be, end up with an Englishman. Oh, I remember that. And he was well, remember so the card. Remember the card that yeah. came up, the card that mm -hmm. came up was like this, this English, um, he was like a noble. Remember that card? Yes. Yes. Oh, and Oh my God. Yes. I remember that. Yes. And I remember I really wanted to be with an Australian. So I wanted oh to kind God. of slant, <laughs> wanted to slant it over. But, but I always, I had sort of forgotten about that. And uh, it just recently I started thinking about it. I'm like, I remember, and he was so specific and he was just like, this is it's, and he told me it's going to happen later in life and it's going to be an Englishman. Well, I love that so much because one of the things I do know is you've always sort of channeled the um, you've always sort of channeled the man with an accent, I would say spirit. <laughs> I mean, after all, one of the things that Joey and I do is we develop like these amazing, we have like amazing inventions. And I think we talked about it on the pod <laughs> before, but Joey did invent accents of the world. And yeah. in our minds, we have released many LPs. We have- yes we've done like a whole yeah. Ted circuit on this because how accents of the world works is you don't really learn a language, but you learn the accent of the country and you learn yeah. it so well that people cannot detect whether or not you're a native in any one given place. Yeah. And you are adept. I would say Australian is your best accent. I've, I've heard I've you. been doing it. I think you might be pretty kind because I've recently been told they don't really understand that I have any good accent. Sometimes people say they kind of look at me and they'll go, are, are you English? And, but they're, they have a very puzzled look on their face. So I'm not really sure that I am nailing it, but you know, I think with a little more time with the program, you know, maybe I'm just, you know, going back and forth to too many accents and I'm not really sticking to one. You know, after all, I just, you know, it takes, it takes two, three days to really perfect. I mean, exactly. Well, that's the thing about the <laughs> accents of the world. We don't, we actually only give you like some key. I think the idea initially wasn't, wasn't every word. You just start assimilating yeah. and two or three days was about the max that you could. I mean, it was like that. I try to learn Duolingo. I try to learn, teach yeah. myself Spanish over the um, pandemic. So I went, yeah. I bought the Duolingo app. I They started and they start with simple words, dog, cat, bird, mom, house. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, there. I never use those words in Spanish. I was really annoyed yeah. by that. You know, I yeah. only want the words like cerveza, ban, baño, you know. Yeah. I tried to do the babble one but they make you write out the sentences and then spelling became an issue i'm like how was i spell that you know i don't spell it in english or spanish you know what i mean I well then i i'm I around i do french i was gonna do french because i thought that was oh yeah french is I, good yeah but it's i don't know how to spell that i just got a great idea okay what is i it? just got a great idea 
Well, I don't, I didn't obviously continue on with my French lesson, so I don't know any French, but <laughs> what if we dressed up as those French mimes? Totally. And we can still go to the bars. We get to wear those little beret hats. Oh my God, yes. And we can go, <laughs> we can just mime like we are French. Totally. Oh my God. <laughs> and the best thing about that is, is that those mime clothes are excellent. They are. They're going to make us look a little whiter because of the, you know, the horizontal stripes, but that's okay. Yeah. I mean, either that or we could, you know, we look better that, that we would look better in a mime costume than we would look better, a French mime, co mime costume than we would look in, you know, Asian prison wear, for example. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is a toss up. All right. It's so back on our tarot card reading conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I so I have a this would be your cousin uh my nephew his wife Levi's wife Ashley she is a yeah. she's probably one of the most talented tarot card readers that I yes amazing what why have I missed out on this I know like it's not really like it's so funny because I really she has done one reading for me and she did one for Lori too but so we need yeah. to get a night where we have her here. We have her at, at one of our locations. And we'll like take like a, yes. we'll take like, I know, wouldn't be so fun. We'll take up a, like a little collection. And yeah, she is very, very talented. And her mom is also really amazing. And she does Reiki healing. Ooh, I've never gotten a, I've, our other cousin Chris does that. CJ. I'm, what? Yeah. Now, is that something that he does in the bunker? <laughs> he lays you out on the gold bars. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get in trouble for that one. <laughs> I love Chris so much. I can remember I one time when he says to me, he says, yeah. uh, Beck, I don't understand. So what are you doing to prepare for this end of times apocalypse with what are you doing? You know, because he's got all of his food, storage, everything he needs. And yeah. I'm like, hey, Chris, I'm coming over. That's what I said. I like, what I'm doing to prepare is figuring out my transportation to your house. Exactly. How, do I, how do I get through the zombies? All I have to do is zigzag through zombies. And then we're safe. We're all saved. I'm totally just going to this house. And I said, Chris, the problem is, is that I'm feeling like my plan and your plan are not cohesive. So I'm struggling. Wow. You're going to let me in, right? Like I'm knocking on the door. You're looking out at your spy cam. I'm sure you've got the whole thing, like literally covered with cameras and the whole situation. You're going to give me the maps to the mine. So I don't step on any on my way in and you're letting me in. Cause I know that I would let you in. So I yeah, laid on yeah. that older cousin guilt. He he got on board. Yeah. I think he let us in. He let <laughs> us in. Who else does he have to tease if we're not there? Yeah, drive crazy. Like, I mean, yeah. after all, we owe him. Like, the many times both of us babysat that brat. And oh when my we gosh. mandated to give them baths, which I don't know if the universe can stand that. And I didn't have to give baths. I don't remember. Maybe I did. I just remember getting caught bouncing on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> Auntie Linda came home and we were not supposed to be in their room. And 
that we got, I got caught. It was like a very embarrassing moment because I may <laughs> or may not have been looking at one of Uncle Jerry's Playboys and Chris was bouncing on the bed and I was the babysitter. So, and I wasn't allowed to be in there. So I was fired yet from another job. <laughs> So far, what I've heard is this. I've got two naked cousins in the back. They, they weren't naked. They were not naked. No, but when so I gave weird. them back, okay. they were naked. Yeah. And they would always back. turn the diverter on so the shower would get my head wet every time. <laughs> and you're in there bouncing on a bed looking at porn. I, I feel like you and I are terrible babysitters. <laughs> I'm going to go take down all my flyers in the community. Oh, yeah. So where I went wrong was, so I, I, uh, so to be fair, you know, Chris was in bouncing on the bed and I went in to, you know, to be the good babysitter and say, you know, you're not allowed to be in here, get off that bed. And then I looked down and I saw the Playboy and I just, you know, never seen one. I was like, what is this? So then I just was, I only got into a few pages. But it didn't look good because I was sitting on the bed looking at my boy. And Chris was bouncing on the bed. And I was immediately fired, which I regretted because Auntie Linda, she pays really well. Well, I know. She pays Next so level. well. I mean, it was a great summer job. So I really screwed myself over on that one. And and I had to deal with a lot of embarrassment. Didn't really took a lot of time to be able to face everything. <laughs> Well, I mean, the thing that is like, I, I think it's really funny because like you're feeling bad, but I mean, seriously, people, could we put these magazines somewhere where the children can't access them? I know. It. I know. And it's funny now because you think of these kids. We, I was like, I was probably like 11 or 12. You know, the, back in those days, I mean, that's funny it's that I say that. Then. Yeah. Yeah. It was just different. You know, we, we babysat a lot of strangers kids and did a good job. All right. So now let's talk a little bit about personality quizzes that we take online. So for some reason I had, so two things I want to analyze. One is I had said the word personality quiz, like literally at some point this morning. And now of course my entire Instagram is completely covered with. Um, I mean, isn't that just like, and everyone, all these, you know, people, I have so many friends that work at Apple and they're like, it absolutely does not listen to you. Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> I mean, the thing will come on. I mean, I haven't mentioned the word cat clippers in 10 days. Yesterday I mentioned it and now I got cat cat clipper advertisements. So I said the word personality quiz a little earlier, or actually it was yesterday. And I looked at my Instagram this morning and there's 10,000 personality quizzes. And I was thinking about this from an analytical perspective. I think that the reason why at, personality quizzes or horoscopes are even a valid form of like communication or realization is because everybody likes to talk about themselves or have something positive said about themselves. This is shit that we already know. We already know mm -hmm. that positive thinking, you wake up in the morning with gratitude and love and all day it's gratitude and love, but you got to really figure out how to intrinsically own that. Like it can't just be some surface thing. Right? So I always think that these parts, personality quizzes or the horoscope or I, I don't know, retrograde. I I'm like, my brain is now in retrograde because I, now I'm feeling guilty that somehow <laughs> with all this information provided to me by the universe, I still am stuck in like the idea of like, I need help. 
how am I going to do this? So I feel like there's got to be, I don't know what the aftermarket plan is. Cause you know, they always want you to download an app and get your morning wake up messages and all this shit. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I, I feel like I'd like to interview one person in the world who has ever really super, super, super benefited from a personality quiz or reading their horoscope. And if I, if that person can tell me how to channel that information into some sort of positive outcome, I feel like that's who I want to talk to, you know? Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Do you, <laughs> do, you, do, you, <laughs> do you gravitate towards relationship quizzes online? Have you ever done one of those? Only in the magazines. I don't think I've done one online. Remember the old school ones in the, or what What was it? Cosmopolitan used to have those. And they'd always slant them towards some sexual position or something. I don't know. No matter what, you had to throw in your leg over a head or something. In order but, to be compatible with the man you had to be dreams. compatible, yes. <laughs> and yeah. ironically, ironically, those <laughs> always tied in the horoscope and the relationship. So if you're a Libra, you know, then then you you're you're going to throw your left leg over your head and make out with a and get together with the Sagittarius, exactly. Who you're not really compatible with. You've got to look more for someone with their moon rising in the first fall of the season. Yeah, you're probably better off with an Aries. However, they need a right leg over your head. <laughs> I mean, I think Sagittarius is typically have a shorter one leg is shorter, so. Exactly. And that arm, <laughs> that little dangling, unnecessary arm. <laughs> Too far. Too far. <laughs> so are there ever a time in your life when you had a person, took a personality quiz or read your horoscope and changed something that you did? Oh, I'm sure. You know me. I, uh, I'm sure that's the truth or I, you know, or I, or I went back and retook it and changed the answers so that I got the result I wanted. One of the two. <laughs> I mean, that is kind of the truth about these things. So I'm going to ask you a couple personality quiz questions, Joe, and just okay. to see what your thoughts are around is this is an accurate personality test. So take it. And it's on a popular <laughs> website called buzzfeed yeah oh yes okay. i've heard Ready. of that one all right so you can take okay. all of these items with you to help you survive on a desert island but one which do you leave behind a sun hat a knife a fire starter a cooking pan a spear or a lantern you can take them all but you're leaving one behind sun hat hat, hat. that's out who the hell hat. i can make those out of leaves i've yeah. got a knife all right, ready? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I need a buzzer, like I can just slap it down and get it first. How do you confront conflict? You approach it with enthusiasm to keep the mood positive. You lay out the problem and multiple options for a solution with a clear path forward. You rehearse how you will approach the conflict for a few days so that you come off as concisely as possible. You brainstorm with others for ways to end said conflict. You bring a fair share of empathy to the conflict to try to see both sides. You reach out 
the way you feel or you react the way you feel others would best take it in order to try to get your point across. I mean, this is a lot. If I knew this, I probably don't need a fucking personality quiz. Exactly. But I do think that they gave us very leading in, you know, like they re- and they're all positive solutions, right? They didn't say the one where I just fly off the handle and go crazy. <laughs> they didn't even let me, they didn't even give me the option, which is already better. So that's good. I would definitely choose uh, the lifeline where I call friends and debate it, talk about it, you know, where you call people. You and, brainstorm I, with others to end the conflict. Yeah. yeah. Good one. Yeah, Love I it. I brainstorm, okay. but I would like to have picked. I come up with, a, I hear everybody's point and then I would, that's the one I would like to pick. So when I go back and take the test, I will, I will change my answer to that one because I like it better. Exactly. Oh yeah. I mean, I do. I, <laughs> I think that, I think that when you get pinholed into five really good solid a- a- options, <laughs> I know that was, that was really, I don't think there was a wrong way to go there. I mean, seriously, which kind of person would you enjoy having by your side? Someone who's brave? Someone loyal, someone funny, someone respectful, someone ambitious, someone honest. I mean, let's face it. We got to pick one. Hmm. You know, honest, that's an interesting. brave, funny. It is interesting. That is interesting because I think, again, you want something. But I think for me, loyal. Loyal is great. I love it. All right. If you accidentally bought five pounds of potatoes instead of five potatoes. <laughs> I think you did this once. What, what did this once? No, I did not. Well, yes, no, I've someone, done the, I've done the accidental. No, someone per- did this. They called me and they were just like, I think they ordered it in delivery. And then they were like, I accidentally, I was going to have five potatoes and I, I ordered five pounds. Anyway, I digress. Well, mine was like five bottles of champagne and I bought five splits. <laughs> anyway, so what would you do? Use a lot of potatoes to make potato stamps. Try to make every potato dish ever. Read up on the best ways to preserve potatoes. Make the world's largest vat of mashed potatoes. Do some serious meal prepping or donate the leftover potatoes. Okay, first off, I don't know in what world this person who wrote this thinks five pounds of potatoes is a lot. If you go to the store, the five pound is the small bag, people. It is not a lot of potatoes. We grew up in farmland. Potatoes, meat potatoes were five pounds is like, that's the apartment size potatoes, people, 10 pounds of potatoes <laughs> is what my parents would buy. So I don't know where they're going with this. I don't think you can make a giant vat of mashed potatoes big enough. Number two, I mean, that, that isn't even a, that isn't even a thing. So, but because they think I'm going to make, I'm going to don't, I donate them, which will never happen because I'll be eating all the potatoes. But if I have any leftover, I'm going to go ahead and donate them just because well- Again, it makes me look better. Exactly. Well, I do love the donation. <laughs> I do love the donation, <laughs> but in my land, what ends up happening if I have any leftover potatoes, they end up growing into plants. Yes, and the do. next thing you know, I've got like an entire potato farm in my house. <laughs> but we had a potato incident one time in particular. <laughs> a potato incident. Where we again got stuck doing uh Thanksgiving and we didn't get our act together. (laughs) We We did have our act together. The turkey, no, but the potatoes, we were very intentional. Well, yes, but we put them in a crock pot, which was an incredible idea. You just put the whole potato in a crock pot with a little butter and a little cream and throw it in the corner. And 
in a two hour time frame, we had the most perfect, fluffy, amazing mashed potatoes. But then six hours later, when we were able to really thaw the turkey, put it in the oven, get the whole thing rolling, we had paper mache paste. It was a, it was, it was a ruined vat of mashed potatoes. Which way best describes how you tackle a heavy to-do list? First of all, before I read this question, I just want to let you know that to-do lists are absolutely no longer a thing. Should not be preaching the to-do list to anybody, especially children. It confuses them. It creates in them all of these other decisions. Like, yes, we've numbered our to-do list, but now we're like, which one can we do? Which one should we do? What orders? We How long will it take us to do? Instead of to-do list, we want to start using time boxes. And if you want to know Ooh. more about that, oh yeah, it's so- I do. I need to hey, learn this. Jay Shetty- Jay Shetty. Oh, I love him. I just watched his podcast today. Oh my God. I love him so much, Joey. My friend, Jennifer, she's like a premier kindergarten teacher. It's so next level. She's so smart about it, but she hooks me up with Jay Shetty. I follow him on TikTok, but I didn't know he had a podcast. And recently he was talking really specifically, maybe this is the one that you watch about um, the whole approach to work-life balance. And he talks about that. Mm-hmm. Stop creating to-do list. It's confusing. Get together these time boxes. He explains it really well. So go over there and watch. I love his- that. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna and his that. podcasts are 20 minutes. They don't drone on. He's so concise. Yeah. Anyway, which way to best describes how you ha- tackle a heavy to-do list? Stay up late, get up early, have more time, get things done. Roll up your sleeves and get to work. Do one thing on it, then take a really, really, really long break. Write down a plan to get everything done, delegate tasks to others, and ask for help so they get done twice as fast. They didn't give the real option, which is I make the list. It gets filed somewhere under a bunch of papers on my desk, and then I go away and I forget. And then I just do the things in the order as they come up because it's in my head. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, I do think that that's what most people do. Like we write a list. That's the damn job, right? Yeah, that is. I mean, my to-do list, but that is an interesting thing because I work with a lot of developers and uh, creatives and managing them and everybody has different working styles, right? So So. coming up with a way, you know, and and the only way that I realize, like, these are things I need to have done. So I'm trying to work with all these different kinds of tools to uh, articulate the things that I need to have done and what the priorities are. And I noticed that when you get into making to-do lists and you have a tendency to just, you write down too many tasks and then I overwhelm, but I'm just trying to get them down so I don't forget. Right. But I'm learning now that I need to prioritize and only show the, the, those tasks. Like if I, if, even though I think here, I'm putting high priority on these three tasks, but there's 25 other tasks under them, they kind of you know, they're mentally, it makes people go a little nuts. Yeah. So you have to choose one of these now. So what I'm hearing you say is probably <laughs> you write it down and make a plan to get everything done. I mean, that's kind of what you I said. do. Yeah. That's yeah, kind of that's what you true. Said. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I roll up my sleeves and do everything at once. So you do, you, you are, and like I, it's so gross. It's you're, don't even, you're too fast. You're like, yeah, way too fast. Even, I'm like, you're like a little Tasmanian wombat do, 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 all over the. <laughs> oh, and it so... just, I, I got, I'm COVID slowed me down a little bit, but let me tell you, I have an, a day, every day I live with an, an attention. Martin is so 
mindful, thoughtful. He get he thinks about shit. He gets things done so well. He like moves through it. He doesn't go anywhere near my speed. And I have to learn from him that he, the solidifying of a project isn't necessarily the end game. It's mm-hmm. sometimes the journey. And I'm just like, get this done now. All right. You're on the <laughs> phone with a mean customer service representative who won't honor coupon you're uh, eligible for. Now, first of all, I just want to let you know, I hate coupons, but anyway, what do you do? Ask for a manager. Good Lord. Emphasize <laughs> with them to see if you can't level the playing field. Sweet talk the representative. Ask what you can do to make your order eligible for the coupon. Read the fine print back to the customer service person and ask what the issue is and give up. Who cares? Sweet talk. Definitely sweet talk. Yeah. And like the idea around sweet talk to me is so perfect. I love it because (laughs) you learn that like they are literally in the same boat you're in. So it doesn't do any good to be snotty or ask for somebody with more authority because ultimately the result is stupid. Yeah. Which Which best describes how you sleep nightly? You sleep like a rot straight through the night, a rock. (laughs) it's tough getting to sleep but once you do you sleep well you're a heavy sleeper who sleeps on a stomach rarely gets up in the middle of the night you're a light sleeper which makes some nights tough to sleep through you sleep okay but you always wake up with aches and pains in the morning you alternate positions frequently and rarely get a good night's sleep Uh, this might go back to the this might go back to the the playboy with this you alternate (laughs) positions You're a light sleeper. So you sleep okay. I'm a very light sleeper. Me too. Well, I hadn't, I grew up as a kid. I had horrible insomnia. My mom read me this dinosaur book when I was a kid and (laughs) I got, I'm not kidding. And it was just a normal, like scientific Mm -hmm. dinosaur, like dinosaurs walk the earth, you know, it wasn't anything scary, but I just started to have all these nightmares about dinosaurs under my bed coming through. Like I was like five coming through my window. And I, I started this insomnia that lasted. And then I learned that my allergies created the insomnia. So I kind of lived with that for a long time and I got over it, but I'm such a light sleeper. I can hear, you know, I can hear any little tiny noise and I'm just awake. That is me. I'm a light sleeper. I have crazy, I have crazy dreams and then I can't sleep. And right now that my whole world got stolen from my car, I really can't sleep because I'm pretty sure the bank robbers coming, the car robbers coming for me any day. All right. So yeah. basically you're light, you're a light sleeper. Where are light we here? Which one was it? It's tough to get to sleep. But once I do, you're a heavy sleeper. You're no, a light sleeper. There we go. Light sleeper. I got you. Okay. Yeah. Which activity do you feel you is best suited for you? Summer camp counselor. <laughs> <laughs> Been that. Um, <laughs> genealogist. Ugh. Go hang out with the Mormons for a day. <laughs> All right. So professional axe thrower, guest lecturer at a university, 3D chalk artist, or tarot card reader. Ooh, ooh, I'm going to have to go with, uh, ooh, well, I, I've been a camp counselor. Don't want to do that anymore. I've mm-hmm. axe thrown several times. I yeah. don't think I could make a profession at it. I think so you'd be good I, at it though. I'm going to say. You think so? I don't. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's, it's intriguing. Um, university speaker. I, I run right up there on that one other than 
I'm not an intellectual, so it's, I get a little intimidated, you know, but if I could just talk about silliness, sure. Um, and then what were the other ones? Greedy I think chalk artist. I mean, I'm not a good drawer, so I don't think I'm going to, I don't think I'm going to, as it did 3D meaning like computerized. I'm so bad. So it well, you know, and no, I don't, no, 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 you know, those chalk artists that draw those chalk drawings on the sidewalks that make you feel like you're falling into a hole. Ooh, yes. I'd love to be able to do that, but I don't have a tension span. I would I get, think it's done, I would get half you. a hole done and I'd, I'd get bored and <laughs> go to the bar for my drink package. Which I wanted to mention earlier, the fact that we found the tarot card reader at a bar and then she got <laughs> mad at us. I'm guaranteeing that there was a drink package involved. <laughs> there was a drink package for sure. So now what one? We didn't decide yet. It suited for you. I, I think tarot card reader. All right. Of those of that list. What do you think? Well, you are good. I think you'd be a good speaker, but I'm going to go with what you said because this is your personality quiz. If you well, have, I mean, I do want the speaker thing, but you know, I just, I, the university is the part that threw me off. Why do I have to do it at a university? Well, because this list is contrived. If you <laughs> had a house in each of these locations, which would you sell first? A house in a tropical mm -hmm. rain? Are you buying a house in a tropical rainforest? <laughs> yes. A house beachside, a house on a mountain, a house on a snowy plain, a house in the desert, a house in a rainy countryside, a house underwater, and a house- Is there in a, a mouse? <laughs> Is there a fox? Is there a fox? A house in a sunny flower field. Which one are you selling first? The rainforest. Obviously, there's anacondas and creepy bugs. And well, not only that, we flowers. can't destroy the rainforest. We're not going to be able to I live know. on Earth. Exactly. Really disappointed it's that you bought that house silly. in the rainforest, Joey. <laughs> you know what? It was misleading. The ad, it said adjacent. It said a rainforest adjacent. But like you just admitted to the universe that you bought a house in a tropical rainforest. I mean, well, I was tricked, obviously. I was tricked. Right. If you could choose the monster that lives under your bed, which of these would you choose? A monster made purely ironically. Out of... <laughs> okay, a monster now. made. <laughs> You're not going to be able to sleep after this question. I'm not be able to sleep. Yeah. A monster made purely out of all socks you lost in the laundry. A monster <laughs> made out of Jello with pretzels in it that always smell just a little off. A monster made of some matter at the center of the universe, a monster that can rival you intellectual ability, a very non-threatening monster that always tells terrible jokes, a monster that you can see in your future. I'm going to go with the rivals me intellectually, because if I'm going to have a monster, I might as well have a, a you know, a, a great conversation. We can bounce off ideas, you know. And what I'd also like to say about that monster that challenges you intellectually, once you pass that challenge, then you can go back and be the university speaker. There you can see it all, it, it all. And hopefully then I will be able to, you know, give back some good to the world to make up for that rainforest forest scenario, that rainforest debacle. Yeah. Cause that rainforest really knocked us down a level. <laughs> People are not going to believe really how it did. is we vote. Anyway, um, so the yeah. other thing I want to say is this next question that's coming up is interesting, and it's probably going to be 
I'm probably going to answer this. And the minute I submit the form, we're probably going to be getting a lot of people wanting to hire us. So I'm just going to let you know, choose the oh. role you'd most Ooh. comfortable playing in a big meeting at work. Okay. Ooh, you're the presenter. Okay. You're the presenter. You're mm -hmm. the financial advisor, the mm -hmm. marketing agent, the conceptual mm -hmm. artist, the fact Ooh. checker, or the note taker. Ooh. Never the note taker, not the fact checker, not oh. the financial person. Uh, the presenter or the marketer is, you know, right there. I'm, I'm, I'm presenter or marketer. You got to choose. You got to choose one. one. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with presenter because it's more fun. I didn't have to do all the lead up work. Right on. I was, I was going to like tell you that the presenter is perfect for you, but I, I didn't want to give you my opinion. I thought you chose well. Finally, ready? Which sounds most appealing on a rainy day? Okay. Ooh, it's Play. raining right now outside. Interestingly enough. In Orlando, Florida. Yes. Yes. It's, we're having our, uh, which is weird. Winter doesn't really rain, but it's, a, we have a little tropical rainstorm right now. And can you hear? I can't hear it, but what I'm thinking is that it mainly rains in Spain. Anyway, <laughs> finally, which sounds most appealing on a rainy day? Playing in the puddles, mm -hmm. drinking hot tea, reading a book, taking a nap, snuggling with someone soft or something soft, having soup. Ooh, I'm going to go with snuggling. I mean, it's an all around great word. Snuggling, it's excellent. I love yeah. it. And then you could snuggle, take a nap. You could do it all. Okay, excellent. You could do it all. Yeah. Ready? This says yeah. this is an accurate personality Ooh, test. Accurate. It lets you know. I hope it took that rainforest situation out. Man, I'm telling you. It says the electric and personable. Ooh. Do you know the feeling of happiness you get when you see the sun peek out of the clouds on a dreary day? That's the feeling people get when they see you. Well, that's nice. I know. You have energy that is, nice. that is as contagious as it is inviting. Aww. Your charisma and your sincerity make you a great friend and a great person. Aww. I. I love this personality test for a lot of reasons. And the reason why I chose this one is because it doesn't do, it really did. I, I thought it was really hilarious because it gave like interesting, the questions I thought were way more thought provoking than. Yeah, they were. Yes. Do you like green? <laughs> you know. <laughs> so many shades. So many shades. All right. So well, shades. that was an incredible was day fun. of podcasting. We really did learn yes. a lot. Joey and we I did. do, we do have our first guest coming soon. She ultimately went on a cruise and is experiencing her drink package moment. Yes. Yes. And she's the foremost educator and she's going to come talk to us. So our next podcast will be about the infamous chat GPT by OpenAI, the yes. Dolly um, program as well. Um, Joey brought that to me. I broke it to my school. We're on the cutting edge. We know that about ourselves for sure. Yes. <laughs> but we wanted to get an educator. I'm an educator, but not in the way that 
our Joey's cousin and my sister-in-law is an educator. She's been everything from a teacher to a principal, to a superintendent, an assistant superintendent. And she really is well-rounded and well-versed. And because she taught English, one of the cool things that we'll get from her is a great insight about a different way to teach children that might be tempted to use the chat GPT to generate, um, you know, their, their, their papers, so to speak. Now, yesterday or two days ago, a open AI did come out with a detector that can detect whether the text was generated by an AI or written. And it's only looking at weird things like spacing after a period, a correct grammar and that kind of thing. It can't really detect whether or not it's your words versus the AI words, but it's sort of helping all of the negative feedback that academia has put out there in regards to this. Now I'm here for the little chat AI all day long. Love it. It's so fun. It's so fun. I'm so did glad. You see me, you did you see me write? I wrote, I posted on my LinkedIn because uh, Ryan Reynolds, I follow him on LinkedIn and he posted, he owns Mint Mobile. Mm -hmm. And he said, today I use chat uh, chat GPT to write my commercial and he, and it posted the commercial. It was so cute. So then I went on there and I said, uh, chat, can you write a, a, my commercial for connect suites in Ryan Reynolds voice? And it wrote this awesome. It's like, Hey man, Ryan Reynolds here, you know, and just, it was perfect. And I, I posted it on LinkedIn under his thing and I've gotten a ton of people looking at it and going, you know, liking it and stuff. So it was really cool. Well, that's so funny. I'm going to go look at that. Yeah. I've used it for so many things. I write a newsletter and I've this month, every article was written um, using that chat GGP, GPT, GUID, GUAD partition table. I have to tell my students what it means. It's graphic user interface, identification, partition table. And we'll get into that. I'm literally looking at it from a technical perspective. You're looking at it from a marketing perspective. I mm -hmm. think it's interesting that you even said that like that right now. And then, and then we're going to come to Lori and she's going to talk to us about her um, educational perspective. So that will be mm -hmm. our next podcast. You guys, thanks everybody for joining oh, us. Thank you today. so much. So we're not only each other's first cousin, join our podcast and you can be our cousin too. All right. Thank you. Hold on, Joe. I'm going to stop this chat right now. I'm going to stop the recording. Can I record that? Oh yeah. I've been so mad.